Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com, or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com. We've been in a series called The Full Gospel. And just a little bit by way of a recap, we've been talking about how in Romans 15, Paul said that the full gospel is preached with word, deed, signs, and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God. That is Paul's standard for fulfilling the ministry of Christ. We're going to read that in a minute. And so we also are taking that as our standard. I understand that that standard challenges maybe 90% of your comfort zone. Uh, it challenges me. I've, it's not my life experience. There's not always signs following me. Hello, there's been some. But I'm not a walking daily resurrection machine. I'm not, you know, always seeing these things happen. But it doesn't change the standard. And it doesn't change what I'm going to tell you is the standard. We're not elevating our experience above the the truth. We're calling our experience into the truth. We're raising, we're commanding our experience to raise to the level of truth. We're not compromising our theology, okay? So we're not taking our worst day and building a doctrine on it. We're taking his worst day and building a doctrine on it. When Christ crucified, when that happened, he opened the veil. He opened his flesh so that you and I could go into the heavenly realms. The only legal access into the heavenly realms is Christ ripped open, Christ and him crucified. Every other way, he calls them thieves and robbers jumping over the fence. Okay, so the only way into the spirit realm that is legal for the human race is Christ. But once you get in there, oh boy, there's a whole bunch of awesome going on, all right? There's healing is available. Signs and wonders break out. We've had oil pouring out of doors. We've had crazy stuff happen. We've had people see angels. We've, we bought this building in under a year of being a church. That's a miracle. I don't know what you call that except a miracle. So, I mean, come on. It's breaking out. But we, we just refuse to lower the standard. Amen? Amen. So... I always ask the Lord, you know, okay, Lord, I want to be sensitive. I don't, I, I don't have an end point for most series, and especially not this one. It's just like, okay, Lord, what now? What do we talk about? And I'm just driving my car. And have any of you been, like, smacked with something by the Holy Ghost? Like, you're like, you have to, like, physically, you're, you're just like, what? You know? And that happened while I was driving. Not cool, Holy Ghost, you know. Not safe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> God knows what he's doing. Self-control. I can hang on to the wheel. Anyway, this came out of nowhere, left field. So it might get really uncomfortable in here in about 30 seconds, just so you know. But the full gospel, in its essence, destroys racism. The full gospel dismantles and destroys all forms of racism. And that's what I'm talking about today. Here we go. <laughs> I actually saw it after the Lord, the Lord said to me, Caleb, the full gospel destroys racism. And I'm like, you're right. Say what? That's what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh-oh. So this is stretching me to talk about. Whatever. You know, here we go. Appreciate it. We're going to read it, actually. I'm going to show you how this, even in the anchor verse of the series, Romans chapter 15, 18 through 19, even in this verse, I believe it's there. You'll see it. It says, Paul says, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. So that from Jerusalem and all the way around to Elycrium, I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. Now go to the next slide. I jumped out at me this week that it says to bring the Gentiles to obedience. Yeah. 
This is Paul, a Jew, preaching good news to the Gentiles. And if you don't know that that is a big deal, let me tell you, it's a big deal. Okay, because even Peter was shocked when they came at Cornelius' house when the Gentiles were baptized in the Holy Spirit, right? Acts 10, I'm not sure. It's in the book of Acts. They were shocked. He was shocked. He's like, whoa, hold on. The Holy Spirit is for the Gentiles too? Peter, like the guy who walked with Jesus. Why? Because this was the most potent ethnic divide known to history. All right? You think Democrats and Republicans are divided? You think black and white is divided? You think Hispanics and whoever else is divided? No, no, no. Not nearly as divided as Jews and non-Jews. Okay, this was actually a, you might not like this, but it's true. It was actually a God-ordained ethnic divide. It was. It was. But even in that ordained divide, they were called to welcome strangers and foreigners. They were called to leave the edges of the crops unharvested so that people passing by could partake. They were called to care for everyone. So even though it's a God-ordained ethnic divide, it did not allow for hatred of any race it only allowed for separation of the people of God so that he could raise up the Messiah. Are you following me? Hey, okay. Just reading the comfort level here. <sighs> Paul preaching good news to the Gentiles. This is the Jew of Jews. This is the Pharisee of Pharisees, okay? That's a big deal. Not only that, it says from Jerusalem to Elycrium. Jerusalem is the epicenter of Judaism. Elycrium is one of the epicenter of the Roman provinces. It's actually one of the trade epicenters. So he's saying, from the Jewish hub to the Gentile hub, I preach the whole gospel. Are you, are you following me? He's not making a comment on racism, but scripture has layers always. And you can take from this statement that he is saying, I, a Jew, preach good news to the Gentiles. That divide is over in Christ. Even from the hub of Judaism to the hub of Gentilism, whatever, you know, he preached the whole gospel. Do you see that? Yes. This is the deal. The cross of Christ actually kills ethnic hatred. It kills ethnic hatred. I'm just going to, this preaches itself, so I'm going to read it to you. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16, the Passion Translation, it says, Our reconciling peace is Jesus. He has made Jew and non-Jew one in Christ. Now, you got to understand, that was the only ethnic divide in the day, all right? Like, that was the one big one. They had Samaritans also, but they, this was the big one, okay? So you can say, we, you, we, he has made Republican and Democrat one in Christ, all right? He's made black and white one in Christ. Like, you can plug it in. Are you following me? It feels relevant to me. I don't know. By dying as our sacrifice, he has broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ, Meaning, if you have prejudice against another people group, you don't believe the gospel. Period. I would doubt if you've been born again. I'm serious about this, man. There is no room for prejudice or racism or bigotry in the kingdom. None. I know the church has ordained slavery. I know throughout history we messed it up. I'm telling you. It's not in there. It's not in the gospel. It's not in the kingdom. Why? Because he's broken down every wall of prejudice that separated us and has now made us equal through our union with Christ. Listen to this. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of its precious body on the cross. If you believe Jesus died for you, that means you believe Jesus died for them. 
Either it's good news for all or it's not good news at all. Ethnic hatred has been dissolved by the crucifixion of his precious body on the cross. The legal code that stood condemning every one of us has now been repealed by his command. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity. Did you know there's only one race of humanity? Take a DNA test. You'll find a bunch of those people you hate in your own DNA. Go ahead. Bring it back to me. And then repent. (sighs) Just saying it, man. Two have now become one. And we live restored to God and reconciled in the body of Christ. Through his crucifixion, hatred died. This is the deal. You need to get cross-eyed. All right? You need to get cross-eyed. You need to see your differences with others as strengths, not as weaknesses. That's the truth. God himself is a diversity. Father, Son, and Spirit. God is a diverse community all on God's own. Okay? That's why if you're going after God, you'll never be led into isolation. You'll only be led into connection with others. Because going after God means going after community. Because it's Father, Son, and Spirit. Not only that, the Spirit itself is a diversity. The Holy Spirit is called a fire, yes? It's called a floods, right? Multiple floods. It's called a rivers, rivers of living water, right? It's called an oil. The Spirit is called Lady Wisdom. Yeah? Misogynistic thinking is also a form of bigotry. Just letting it sit in the room for a second. (laughs) Lady Wisdom, the Spirit of Christ, the seven spirits of God. Revelation says the seven spirits of God. Did you know that there are seven spirits of God? Yeah. God is a diversity. The new covenant means there's no distinction between us. I don't think I have this on the screens. It's Galatians 3, 26 to 28. Just listen to this. It says, you all have become true children of God by faith in Jesus, the anointed one. It was faith that immersed you into Jesus, the anointed one, and now you are covered and clothed with his anointing. And we no longer see each other in our former state. We no longer see each other in our former state. In 2 Corinthians 5, he says it another way. We regard no one according to the flesh. That's what he says. We don't see anyone according to their outward appearance. We don't see each other in our former state. Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, Democrat, Republican, smart, dumb, whatever. You know, you, we don't see each other that way. I added those in, by the way. That's not, in the, it's not some weird translation. Because we're all one through our union with Jesus Christ with no distinction between us. No distinction between us. That means no distinction between male and female, Jew, Greek, slave, free. That's what it talks about. Any distinction you have is unbelief in the finished work. Listen, God is never, God is never us or them. God is always us for them. God is never us or them. Not even believer, non-believer, because he desires that all would come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Are you following me? God is never us or them. If you have any us or them paradigms, it's not a God paradigm. And you should leave it in your chair today. He's us for them. I love this. Um, again, this was late this morning. I got this. But in Joshua, Joshua has got the people of God. They've come out of the, of, uh, the wilderness. They're crossing over into the promised land. And they, in the promised land, have some battles to fight. 
Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Just because you're in the promised land doesn't mean the struggle is over. It's actually just begun. <laughs> because in the wilderness, there was miracle bread. There's miracle quail, all that stuff. The miracle food, wonder bread, right? The wonder bread from heaven. The bread, you wonder how it got there? Yeah, okay. Wonder bread from heaven. Now all that stops when they get into the promised land. Why? Because God was taking them from the season of doing miracles to them to doing miracles through them, all right? And bringing people into a knowledge of who God is through them, okay? Are you following me? And this is happening. The first battle they got to fight is Jericho. And if you look at this uh, prophetically, Jericho means city of the moon, okay? If you look at this prophetically because everything written beforehand is for our what? instruction, right? That's the last series. Sorry, I'm throwing you back. Everything written is for instruction so that through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope, okay? So you can read everything in the Old Testament in order to find hope, and it can prophesy to your life. Are you following me? So I looked at Jericho and asked the Lord about it. I got a revelation. Jericho means city of the moon. What does the moon do? It pulls on the waters of the earth, right? The tides, all right? So everything that would pull you in different directions, Everything that would, once you get into the promised land, once you come into the knowledge of God, so everything that would pull you back or forward or pull you this way or that way or make you like the, James says, the wind and the waves tossing the sea. Anything that would bring you that way, any doubt, because that's what it says in James 1, that he should, asks, should not doubt or else he'll be like a wave tossed by the sea, right? So this first stronghold, Jericho, is actually about defeating those things that pull you into doubt and mess you up, huh? Very first thing in the promised land, very first thing you got to do after you come into the knowledge of Jesus is deal with your doubt. <laughs> God is not taking your doubt away when you get saved. There's a fly. <laughs> yes, I got it. Dead. God does not manage problems. He destroys them. You're welcome. So, Joshua chapter 5, verse 13, it says, When Joshua was in Jericho, by Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn, drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, listen to this, Are you for us or are you for our adversaries? The angel of the Lord's answer is hilarious. It is so funny. This tickles me to death. He, said, he sees this guy with a sword in his hand, all right? You would probably ask, are you, are you for us or for them? You coming to hurt me or help me? You know what I mean? Big angel man. Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no. <laughs> it's the absolute best. <laughs> are you for us or them? The angel of the Lord says, no. Why? Because God is never us or them. He's always us for them. He said, the angel said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell his face to the earth and worshipped him and said, what does my Lord say to his servant? He fell to his face and worshipped him. Now, if any of you know Bible, whenever someone does that to an angel, the angel will tell them not to do it. This one didn't. What does that tell you? This is the spirit of the living Christ. Receiving worship. This is Jesus Christ speaking to you in this room and you online. When you say, are you for me or for them? He says, no. I'm inviting you to another paradigm altogether. You've heard it said, you know, their side, this side, that side, but God's side is what imp what's important. That's what I'm saying. The angel of the, of the commander of the angel armies, 
says, I'm not playing that game. Last I checked, it wasn't God so loved America that he sent his one and only son. Last I checked, it wasn't God so loved the white people. Last I checked, it wasn't God so loved the men. Sending one and his only son. I'm talking about white supremacy, bigotry, racism, American elitism. All of it is inappropriate. I'm going to say we are streaming, and I don't care. Christian nationalism is not the kingdom. It's not. It's not the kingdom. Let me explain that. That's, that's God is in favor of America winning and killing everybody else so that America can be the shining beacon on the hill. That's not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. If it's not good news for all, it's not good news at all. If it's not good news for all, it's not God, good news or God news at all. All right? Whew. This is, wraps right into our core values. Our core values here are so important. We, first and foremost, honor everyone. Secondly, empower everyone. And then we have faith for everyone. Listen, if you see a certain person, you just fill in the blank for you, whatever, okay? Fill in the blank for you. Certain person of a certain color or certain dress or certain anything walking towards your car. And you're alone in the car. Sure, it's a stranger. Lock your doors. But... If at any point you start projecting onto that person, you do not have faith for them. You're not in a position to empower them. And you certainly are not honoring them. If you start to assume they look like that, so they must be like that, you are operating in a form of racism, bigotry, or elitism. It's not okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, our team here is even diverse. I love it, okay? We got two full-blooded Mexicans on staff here, all right? We got a couple of half-Jews. We've got an Arabic lady. She's Arabic and Polish, all right? I mean, Jews and Arabs working together. Come on. You know, that's awesome. We got a couple full-blown white people. They're people of color. Come on. I have a color. What am I, translucent? I'm a person of color. <laughs> white is a color last time I checked. Are you following me? I love it. My wife is, is a, she's like a mixed bag. It's awesome. She's actually Puerto Rican, African-American, Native American, and Middle Eastern. So how much, I mean, what else do you want? That's like all in one right there, you know? So whatever, I'm, and I got to land the plane now, but whatever has risen up in your heart as maybe something that doesn't fit in the full gospel, you need to deal with it, man. Today, we got no time for this. Ain't nobody got time for that. No time for your racist kingdom expose. For your misogynistic kingdom advancement. That's men are more God favored than women. That women are not equal with men. I know it says wives to submit to your husbands. Let me hear. Let me say it again. Wives. Submit to your husbands. Nowhere in your Bible does it say women submit to men. 
In the beginning, it says, Eve, your desire will be for your husband, and he will lord of you. In the, cur- in the curse, he will lord over you. But not in the new covenant. Equals. Equal partners. Different roles. I get that. I can't have a baby. No matter what science says, I am impo- it's impossible. Okay? Science. It ain't going to happen. That's right. All right? Different roles, but complete and total equals. That's why we have women preachers here. That's why we have women teachers here. Okay? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you've heard. We also want to let you know about our Vanguard Collective School of Supernatural Ministry launching this fall. For more information, head to vcssm.com. Or for more resources like this, head to trptampa.com.